Welcome to episode 7 of the Worship is Life podcast, where worship equals relationship and relationship is the purpose of life. I'm your producer, Taylor Marshall, and today's guests are my sister, Kelsey, and her husband, Ben Freetag. And here's your host, Todd Marshall. Thank you, Taylor and Kelsey and Ben. Welcome to the Worship is Live podcast. Thank you. (laughs) This is the first time we have had family members, other family members on the podcast, and we're super excited for this interview that is going to be so helpful and so powerful as we let our listeners hear your story of your journey from infertility to parenthood. Mm-hmm. Can't yeah. wait to talk about the parenthood part <laughs> and the grandparenthood part. So um, obviously we don't need to let our listeners know how we know each other <laughs> since we are all family here. And actually downstairs, Grandma is watching baby Zane mm-hmm. right now. Um, so let me just say, Kelsey that as your dad, it's been a joy having you as a daughter from conception to this very moment. And oh my goodness, obviously we could talk a long time about our life experiences, our family experiences, our ministry together through the years Mm -hmm. and your journey of growing up um, and then meeting Ben and then growing a family. And uh, so just um, love you to pieces and so grateful for you and so grateful for you, Ben, coming into Kelsey's life and into our family's life um, and helping do your part in bringing baby Zane into (laughs) this world. Mm -hmm. And quite a story that that has been, quite a journey that that has been, and which is why we're here. So it's going to be a great, great conversation Um, let's start by just hearing from you guys about how your relationship began, how you met, um, just the short version of your story. So I know, uh, you could say ladies go first, but when it comes to couple stories, I always kind of like hearing the guy's version (laughs) first and then let the girls straighten things out. So, uh, yeah. So Ben, tell us a little bit about the beginnings of your guys's relationship. Yeah, so we actually first officially met at Fine Arts Festival in National Fine Arts Festival in Orlando in 2009. Mm-hmm. So we had both just graduated high school mm-hmm. and uh, we had met through a mutual friend of ours. And Oh, uh, sorry, I'm going to butt in real quick already. Yep. So just interesting point. So I have known Ben's dad for over 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fine arts he's talking about is connected to Assemblies of God, which his dad and myself and Brenda, my wife, all went to North Central University together. So yeah, we've known each other Mm -hmm. this whole time and now we're jumping ahead however many years and Mm -hmm. our kids are meeting each other. (laughs) Yep. Yep. So yeah, so we, well, and I mean, I guess it depends on deep you want to go, but the mutual friend was SE at the time, 
um, not Ru- Baker, S. Baker mm-hmm. and her dad was your connection to Smithtown Gospel Tabernacle mm-hmm. in yeah. New York, which got you from Wisconsin. Yeah, mm-hmm. So just a lot of crazy connections. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, Essie had introduced Kelsey and I, mm-hmm. and we just graduated high school. And then mm-hmm. we kind of just kept talking a little bit and mm-hmm. found out we were both going North Central together, went there, and then found out almost all of our classes just happened to be <laughs> all the exact same classes. And so we did a lot of uh, study sessions, homework sessions together mm-hmm. and um, just kind of had a good friends group together mm-hmm. and just kind of slowly began to develop a friendship and a relationship mm-hmm. over that first semester. And then... Uh, Tell them about my birthday weekend. Yeah. So like when I was... Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I had <laughs> my... We, we were doing like interval football and uh, I had an accident in the championship game and I actually lacerated my spleen. Mm-hmm. So I was rushed by... Went to the emergency room, went to buy ambulance, and um, yeah, it was kind of scary for a few days, and, and that was the weekend of Kelsey's birthday, and so while I was in the hospital for four days, you know, not sure if I was even going to make it or keep my spleen, but thankfully I was healed and touched, and I still have my spleen, and everything's good, but that was over Kelsey's birthday, and so, you know, we had a lot of, I have obviously some big things planned, you know, as a special friend, and Because uh, you guys up, weren't officially dating yet. No. Nope. nope. So, and then, uh, yeah, we kind of ended up spending it in the hospital together. Yeah. And that's, you know, I think that's kind of when our relationship really mm-hmm. took like, Hey, we really have feelings mm-hmm. for each other. We really like mm-hmm. each other. We care for each other. So, yeah. and then, uh, kind of from there I said, well, we like each <laughs> other, you know, my family, cause my family's here in Minnesota, but your family's out in New York. So I think I need to go meet your family. So yeah. we, mm-hmm. I jumped on a plane right after Christmas mm-hmm. and met your family and over New Year's. In Long Island, New York, and we spent a day in the city and then at the Rockefeller Center at the ice rink on January 2nd, 2010 yep. is when I officially asked you to be my girlfriend. Yep. Special place. Yep. Mm-hmm. And of course, that followed our first of many one-on-one breakfasts with me and Ben, <laughs> where mm-hmm. he got to uh, officially declare his intentions and desires to uh, start a dating relationship. And uh, so that was a, um, that was an awesome week. Um, And then another, just to interject real quick, another special time jumping head a few years is that the Lord just miraculously worked it out where Ben was able to come to our congregation on Long Island and do his internship Mm -hmm. for college there um, in his his youth ministry internship. And so we got to spend the whole summer uh, hanging out and getting to know him. And that was Mm -hmm. a special summer for me because I was in youth group at that. That was my youth group growing up. And so Ben was one of my youth interns. Yeah. Assistants. (laughs) So it was just really great way for us to get to know him. Um, yeah, Kelsey, want to jump in there at all? I know there's more to the story, um, but yeah. Um. He did pretty good, actually. <laughs> well, what, 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 after that, I guess, filling in what, what kind of happened from there on. Yeah, so we uh, dated through out all three and a half, because, yeah, we then went back to North Central for our second semester, you know, as a dating couple mm-hmm. and finished through North Central for three and a half more years mm-hmm. and then um, got engaged our senior year and planned a wedding throughout that year, which was so fun. And um, then got married in New York the summer after we graduated North Central, which was a such Long a, Island it wedding. was so cool. So we had, you know, had our friends and obviously your family come out to New York for the first time. And that was just a special like week of, yeah, it sure was 
them, us all being together and took them to the city and showed them the ocean. Mm -hmm. And it was just, you know, wedding New York is pretty cool. Wedding pictures on the beach. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, yeah, so it was really, I wouldn't trade it, it for awesome. anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. So now you've been married how long now? Seven and a half years. Yeah. Right. But <laughs> Seven and a half years. Um, so that's crazy. Um, as you, when you got engaged and then got married, just, um, in, in your conversations and in your hopes and your dreams, what was your vision of what it was going to be like to grow a family? Well, it's funny. Cause I think when we were dating and engaged, you know, we kind of had this plan of like, oh, in a few years we'll, you know, we'll start to have kids. And I remember we were on our honeymoon at the resort. Do you remember this? Mm -mm. <laughs> and we're sitting on the beach and it's like, I mean, I feel like I could have kids pretty soon. I was like, oh, <laughs> let's go back to the original plan and wait <laughs> a little good. bit. So Ben was always like, well, actually in our entire relationship, Ben was always will ready and willing to take the next step first. It always took me a little while mm -hmm. to get there, which is pretty much everything in my life, but that's mm -hmm. okay. And, um, and so, um, yeah, it, but we always knew we wanted kids and we're kind of ready to have, we're in ministry. We're in full-time ministry. Um, before we were even engaged, we were already in full-time ministry with the staff position. So, um, we knew we wanted to wait a few years probably, and then have, have kids. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And so then as you, uh, continued to, uh, pursue your plan, things didn't quite go as planned. Yeah. And uh, that is why we're here to mm -hmm. share this story. So I'm just going to turn it over to you guys and share with our listeners uh, the journey you walked through in walking through this infertility mm -hmm. um, to where we are today. Yeah. Well, I want to say two things for having us on here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Super special. Yeah, Loved hearing so far. Listen to, f there's been five episodes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Five. And it's been great. You guys have been doing a great job. Thanks. So when we, when I first started, you guys uh, released your first two, I felt back right when we, soon after we got pregnant, that we were supposed to share our story somehow. Mm -hmm. Um, and didn't know what that would be like, what kind of outlet that should be. Do you do a video? Do you do a written blog post? You know, um, I didn't know, but I knew strongly we were supposed to share it. And, but, and then we went through our pregnancy and then went through, you know, up till now. And I'm like, we still haven't done it. And I know the Lord has called us to do that. And so this has just been a great tool, I mm -hmm. think, for us to be able to do this. So mm -hmm. thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> thank you. Um, so, yeah. Kind of going on with what I was saying before in our plan, you know, we were, we had been married for almost four years, about three and a half years. And um, like I said, Ben is always ready to willing to take the next step first. And, and he um, approached me in March of 2017 and was like, I think we really need to seriously start, you know, trying to intentionally start mm -hmm. having a, a kid. And so... One of my biggest fears in life was being pregnant and having mm -hmm. to give birth. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And just fear crept in. And But um, I, I knew that we were ready uh, to start that next step. And so, yeah, just trying to figure out what that means and 
go to a doctor or just start trying to get the app track stuff, you know, just figuring all that and decided to start that journey for mm-hmm. us. Um, you know, then it, so we started trying and months were starting to go by and we're like, okay, you know, we're not so what so month sure. of what year did you guys really this is start March getting of pregnant? 2017 when we started trying mm-hmm. or, or April, I guess. I think we had the conversation in March and yeah. So whatever that month, next month we started trying and, um, it had been about seven or eight months and we still weren't pregnant. And I remember it was my birthday and all of us went out to Arby's for lunch, oh. the Marshall mm-hmm. family meeting mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And I remember then being like, I, sh- I just feel like I should tell them because we hadn't told it. We hadn't really told anyone that we decided to even start trying. So, yeah, kind of had that conversation, just asking for prayer. And I remember that's, I think, when it first started kind of hitting us that like, oh, this is taking a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, when we decided to try, it wasn't like we knew we had to get pregnant right away. We were willing to, you know, go about however long it was going to be. But I think, you know, when you hit seven or eight months, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's like seven, yeah, eight right. times of, oh, it's not yet, you know. Yeah, well. So, yeah. And then. Yeah, I mean, so that, that was, like I said, we're a while down the road, not happening. And then I think for for her, that was kind of a big moment. Like, hey, this is not kind of a bummer. Um, and then for me, it kind of hit a month later, like at Christmas time, just because like you see people like they announce that they're pregnant on Christmas and give their grandparents, you mm-hmm. know, the box mm-hmm. or the sh- little shoes <laughs> or the whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just I'm always a forward thinking. So even thinking like, you know, from March, like, OK, if we get pregnant in the summer, this fall or whatever, like we can do that fun gift thing on Christmas. And so then like for me, like going to Christmas and it coming and going and not like being pregnant, it's kind of like a little bit of frustrating, mm-hmm. like man, I really thought this was when it was supposed to be. I thought it was when it was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that was kind of just like realizing, hey, um, something's not maybe right. And so I think that was kind of both realization, like, hey, something's not clicking how it should. Right. So, and then we both kind of just said like, well, let's let's try to get to that year mark. Right, because you have, yeah, because they say to wait a year at least until you can go see a doctor and say like, hey, it's not working. <laughs> you know, they they want you to try for a year. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, once we had hit a little over a year, we decided to make an appointment and find um, someone to talk to. So we went and our first time we went in was August, I believe, of 2018. So this was a whole year and a few months yeah. after we had already been trying. Um, and so, yeah, so we met with an OBGYN who had specialized in fertility and she's very natural, holistic doctor and, um, or nurse practitioner, I should say, and just, you know, wanted to get her opinion. And so she kind of walks us through, all right, you're going to start, you know, get your blood labs done and, um, just different testing that you do. So we started doing that. Yeah. And that was, that was a really tough month yeah. for us. So, I mean, obviously taking that step to go to the doctor is kind of just mm-hmm. really taking that acknowledgement like, yeah, okay, something's really not right here. You know, mm-hmm. a year and a half of trying to not happen. So yeah. that was tough because that happened. And then um, there was stuff at my job where basically that was kind of the start of a transition of me transitioning out of my job. Just some, you know, unfortunate circumstances that were happening that mostly were out of my control. And um, and we, had, I should preface too, we had 
been at that job for at that point seven years. Seven years. Seven years. It's all we had really knew. So, and uh, and then you know, not that this was a it, it was not it was actually great news, but it was kind of hard for us. But we had found out that my sister and her husband were pregnant had announced that they were pregnant. Your younger sister. Yeah. yeah. As yes, we're both the oldest and you know, I think, and we had started trying before them. And, uh, mm-hmm. so they, when they announced it, it was kind of like bittersweet, like, you know, mm-hmm. it's, we, we were like thrilled and excited yeah. for them, but at the same time it was just like another like shot, like, oh, Mm-hmm. Man, that's a bummer. Yeah, not us. You know? <laughs> not, not how we planned on yeah. this one. And that was really kind of hard for us too, emotionally. Yeah. Cause we're like, we should be so happy for them. Right. And we are, but we like, we can't. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And now like, we love our nephew. I know. Cal. He's the he's, best. He's amazing. <laughs> and we're so happy for them. And, um, and so, so that was a tough month for us. Just yeah. a lot of. It all kind of came at once. Meetings and appointments and announcements. And so, yeah, that was a, that was a tough month. And then, um. Really, so from there, we kind of started like take, doing tests and, mm-hmm. you know, figuring out what's got, going on and within our bodies. Is there something wrong? And and so Kelsey kind of started taking tests and things seemed pretty, pretty normal. Um, and so then that's when I had taken a test, a semen analysis test. And I remember I was at a prayer and fasting retreat um, when I had gotten the results and the results were like, yeah, like not the best. And mm-hmm. so, so we're like part of us was like, Hey, this is good. Like we finally figured out the answer. <laughs> um, and so, you know, not on the bad side, there's like not a ton of like positive, a lot of expensive solutions to that problem. Hmm. And so, um, basically n- not to go into too much detail, but so one of the numbers it's called the morphology numbers was wrong. So they, they had thought that some of the shapes and sizes of what I am providing wasn't, um, healthy enough. Mm. And, you know, they have kind of like I said, some holistic ways to do it, not a ton of medical ways to fix it. Mm. Um, and so, mm-hmm. but for us, it was like, okay, Hey, we at least we know what the problem is. And I think it was good to, at the time for Kelsey to realize, Hey, it's not me. I'm passing all my tests. Okay. And she, cause she was taking a lot of the stress on her, you know, and I think that's natural for a woman going through infertility, mm-hmm. like yeah. more than likely it's my problem. It's my issue. I have to deal with this. Um, and so, yeah, so that was kind of a, a big kind of initial change for us. Cause we're like, okay, like, Hey, we're serious about this. Let's kind of try to change a few yeah, things. Yeah. Like our lifestyle of stuff. Yeah. So, um, so we did that and we kind of, and tried, kept trying again, trying again, trying again, and mm. month mm-hmm. after month after month, nothing, nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> nothing changed. Yeah, and that was about five months ish <laughs> that we kind of took a break. We, we just built a, a house in Lakeville um, that month. And it was ju- we were just closing on it, and so there's a lot of we would been living with my parents for six months while that was being done. So we're moving from their house to our new home, um, and you know, the work transition, we didn't know exactly what was going on with that. So there mm-hmm. was just a lot. And I remember, I remember calling Taylor actually and being like so upset. I'm like, I just need a break. <laughs> we just need a, we're not going to stop trying, but we just need a break from going to mm-hmm. a point. It's not like we have been going to appointments forever, but we just needed a mental break yeah, from that. Yeah, a lot that. going on. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause, and then, you know, that's when we, well, well then I, I had to take a second test. Um, because basically your cycle, the man's mm-hmm. cycle, like 
redoes it every three months or something like that. So they, they just wanted to rule out that to make sure it wasn't a bad cycle and that actually was an issue. So I took another test in December. And, or no, it was February. Oh, February. Yeah. yeah. And then a couple of days later, got the test back and everything was great. Numbers were better. <laughs> yeah. The numbers were how they should be. Yeah. So we're like, okay, that kind of puts us back at square one. Like, yeah. we don't know what the problem is now again. Mm. Yeah. So it was, it was good news, but like, not really. Kind of bad news because it's like, great. Now we, all of our tests are great and we still don't know what the issue is. Because mm-hmm. at this point, we were now two years trying. Yeah. And no baby, yeah. no no knowledge of what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And so that's when we kind of started taking some bigger steps Yeah. to try to get pregnant. Yeah. So then in April, we met again with our doctor. You know, she tells us what his numbers were. And then basically she said the next thing is to start medicated cycles, which is basically, you know, just medication that I'm taking to increase your egg count and the how large they are and just get them ready for fertilization Mm. so um so yeah you go in multiple times to to do that and then have ultrasounds make sure you're ready and all that and so that started in april did that for their you know by month cycles and um didn't happen that time so we went on it again for the next month and then when they were checking to see you know if my when they check the ultrasound to see if your eggs are ready and well, they, uh, saw that I had developed two cysts on my ovaries. And so, and one was, they said a simple one and one was a complicated one. And the complicated one is what they're more concerned about. So I had to actually get off the medication because you can't, if that's what's causing it, you can't keep, you know, that, that could be bad. So I had to get off of it, which was frustrating because that's what you're thinking is going to help. Mm-hmm. And, but then I remember just like the side effects weren't great either. And so maybe it was a good thing we were getting off of it. So then I went off of it and they went and checked me again the next month to see if anything had changed and they started disappearing. So it was Mm. because of the medication and it's like, all right. So, I mean, in any fertility treatment, you need to be on this type of hormonal hormone, is that right? But that type of medication. And so I'm like, anything we decide to do, like I need to go on something like this. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, then they were talking about maybe trying a different kind. And I, we just, we just were like, no, we need, I, I shouldn't, we felt like we shouldn't be going back on it. Okay. Yeah. So let's take a pause for a second and just reflect back over the portion of the story you've yeah. told us so far. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, you're a ways into this journey already yeah. at this point. So what can you recall, remember, just in your wrestling through it, Yeah, how God showed up um, uh, for you guys, what, maybe a moment, a couple moments, or just your, your, your growth journey, you know, in relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you weren't talking with a lot of people about this, but I'm sure, obviously you're talking with family and then maybe some close friends. So what kind of support and encouragement even were you getting from, from family and friends through that point? For me, I did a lot of like prayer journaling. Mm. Um, just if I felt really discouraged or fearful, especially before appointments, like the, I definitely, I've always been a worrier and that can go into anxiousness. And I felt like going through this, um, like I said, that month in August where we had a lot of hits going on, um, 
was a real pivotal point for me in like my physical health of just like anxiety. And so to, to battle that, I had to really be in prayer and just listening to worship music that was going to speak to what I was going through with mm-hmm. peace and, yep. um, yeah, we're going to have to tag team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, I, I mean, my, my parents, we had a lot of good conversations and that was very beneficial for me. And mm. at this point I had started a new job. Um, and, and it was, I had a lot of good conversations both with, you know, some of my coworkers who had dealt with maybe some similar things. And my manager was, you know, he was very like available and, you know, interested in asking questions, um, which it's good to have someone that's not afraid to ask questions and, you know, be interested and it makes you feel not mm-hmm. as alone. Yeah. Um, but I mean, to be totally honest on my f- faith journey side, I mean, it was kind of a dry season of just mm. not much, you know, I wasn't, we weren't getting results, weren't getting answers. And so it was just a lot of faith and trust. Mm-hmm. I like, yeah. all right, God, like another month, we're still going to trust you mm. in the midst of this, you know, not fun season. Yeah. Yeah. And there, I wouldn't say there was any like big word from the Lord or, you know, prophetic word from somebody Mm -hmm. or this or that. It's just kind of just like consistent. We're going to just keep doing this and keep believing and keep praying and keep having faith. And, um, so. And And Ben's a very, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say that, that just speaks, you know, that speaks to just your life, your whole life leading up to that. Yeah. Um, you know, growing up in a home that acknowledges God as creator and redeemer and provider and helper. And then when you get to those seasons, you lean on those promises. Yeah. Uh, As mysterious as it is, you, 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 you've, you've known those promises to be real. And so that allows you to be able to lean on those promises, even when you're not feeling the warm fuzzies or getting the, the big, uh, handwriting on the wall revelations. Yeah. And I felt like, um, listening to worship music specifically would just speak to me in certain moments. And that really would encourage me. And Ben's a very optimistic person. So in times where I felt really discouraged or just felt low, like he was always consistent on like, just you just got to trust. We just got to trust. I'm like, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and would put me back into like, yep, that's, that's what we got to do. And, 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 you know, we never doubted, like, I think, no, I should say we never doubted God, but we doubted that it was going to happen. If that, does that make mm. sense? Like mm-hmm. we knew that he was going to provide in what was supposed to happen and what we needed. And, but we did doubt that it was going to happen for us. Yeah. He didn't know what the reality was going to be or yeah, the provision yeah. was going to be. So yeah. that was a weird thing to walk through of just like, we never, we ne- we always knew that he knew what was going on. We never doubted that fact. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to emphasize too, cause you mentioned journaling. Um, and not everyone is a writer, not everyone's a journalist. And I'm but, not really naturally a journalist. <laughs> yeah. And so, <laughs> so, but just to emphasize that, that writing, that journaling is a great, beautiful way to engage with God, yeah. uh, to express yourself to Him. Yeah. Um, there's many ways which you've expressed already. Right. Uh, but a lot of people don't think about journaling, don't think about writing, or yeah. it's like, okay, well, I can't do it every day. Um, right. But just, yeah, just the value of putting your thoughts, feelings, your expressions mm-hmm. on on paper. And even for a season. Exactly. Yeah, because you can look back on it and... It's really cool. Good. 
All right. Well, well, and I was going to say a good transition kind of into this next phase is, um, well, basically from, so we're two and a half years in and I, I ended up taking a third semen analysis test and everything came back good again. Um, and then basically we kind of decided to take a break from the doctors for a little bit because mm. we're like, Hey, all, every, all of my tests keep coming back. Good of the medicine that they're putting her on. We're not going to do it cause it's giving her cysts, you know, so that's yeah. not good for her. Yeah. So like, you know, we just need to take a break and just try naturally. Again. Yeah. Natural. We like mm. work on natural. And, then, yeah. and so it was kind of a few months of us trying, but then it was interesting, you know, almost to that three year mark is when. We kind of started having some of those relational and spiritual breakthroughs yeah. with God and people. Yeah, yeah. So it was interesting, kind of that you had pause and ask there. Yeah. And you know, it can be an encouragement to anybody, like mm. you know, just because maybe you don't get that word or that connection or that conversation or that moment with God or with other people, doesn't mean it can't happen. Still, right. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So because I think a lot of times we have the idea that everything needs to happen in our timing, you know, when we think it's supposed to happen. Kind of like, mm-hmm. I thought I was going to announce we were pregnant on Christmas. That was going to be perfect. <laughs> and then the other next Christmas, and then the next yeah. Christmas. Oh, it's not <laughs> So, but yeah, so it was, it was interesting, you know, there was a dry season for sure. And, but then it was like kind of January 1 of 2020. December 31st. Yeah, December 31st, 2020. Kind of started having yeah. like, thing after thing after thing after thing yeah. kind of giving us a little more hope yeah and you can kind of yeah so we were at a work retreat on over new year's eve and um yeah a co-worker of mine and his wife uh struggled with fertility miscarriage um for years and but they were nine months they were eight months pregnant at this retreat well. and um something had come up and i it really hit me of just like where we're at and, you know, we're setting goals at this retreat and Mm -hmm. how many years we had goals of writing, get pregnant, get pregnant, get, have a kid, you know, and, and, you know, we're setting goals again. And it's like, what do you, do you write it again? (laughs) Like, it's just, and I remember we even changed the wording. We, instead of changing, get pregnant, we wrote, make a family plan Mm -hmm. or, um, see a spec, like see a different special. It was like, different goals that were actually more attainable to us Mm. than like going another year. Well, it didn't happen again, you Mm. know? Um, and so anyways, it was a tough weekend. And so my coworker's wife, she said, I I really want to talk. She saw, she knew I was kind of being, I was getting emotional. (laughs) So just like, can I talk to you? And so we went in another room and we just talked and she just encouraged me. And, you know, she had walked through similar stuff we had and even more and to see God come through in a miracle for them. Mm-hmm. And she was just like very, by the end of it, you know, we're both crying. And she was very persistent on, you will have a baby this mm. year. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so that was, that was one. And then um, our church had done uh, a 21-day prayer and fast Um the beginning mm-hmm. of the year and uh we had asked kind of all of our family like hey like i know most or some of you or all of you are participating in this like we would love if you guys could all just like seriously and intentionally be praying for us yeah. to get pregnant and um and so i know i know a lot of 
my family and you guys took that upon, mm-hmm. you know, them and were very serious and constantly telling us like, we're praying right now. We're praying, we're believing, we're praying. So, um, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of prayers that were happening that uh, that first few weeks of 2020. Yeah, Taylor, why don't you tell your yeah. story during that time? Yeah, so I had just literally um, gone through a lot of transition in my personal life. I was transitioning through a relationship, through my first staff position, just to release my first worship album, and um, was just um, kind of so many things hitting kind of like you guys have talked about so many things hitting all at one time. I, I kind of felt like the Lord was preserving me a little bit. Like so many things were happening that were large life changes. I couldn't even process all of them. I remember just being like, I don't even know how to feel. And I felt like the Lord was just like (laughs) intentionally allowing me to just get through it without having to like hit a rock bottom or anything like that. And so I had gone to some family in Florida for 10 days, right? Like basically right after new year's, um, so first week of 2020, just for my own life to pray and fast. And I remember getting a group text from you guys both saying, Hey, we're inviting you guys to seriously pray and fast yeah. with us. Just what you'd said. So same timeline. And I remember it hitting me because I was like, I actually don't even know. I don't think I knew how like serious mm. the issues had been mm-hmm. and like, you know, finding the balance as you being my only sibling, like how much do I ask about it? How much, you know, Mm -hmm. praying about it, but not wanting to be the guy that keeps bringing it up, trying to figure out those family dynamics. And so you guys were just asking us really to step out and pray. And I was already there praying and fasting, asking God, what do I do? I just left my job and a relationship. So that's why I was there. So I was just like, I remember it was like long days. Like my back was getting so sore from like sitting all day, just praying and reading. And Mm -hmm. it like wasn't glamorous. It wasn't fancy. There was no huge revelations, but it was just putting a lot of time into that. And I remember um, at one point I was in the guest bed and I was on my knees and I was just like really crying out to God about this baby. And I call it a vision from the Lord. I don't know if it was a vision from the Lord or if it was just my hopeful thinking or what, but I remember looking like I was like, had my eyes closed, but I was like in this vision or whatever, looking down and I had my arms like holding a baby boy and I was just looking and I was like, what I say is I was so like moved to prayer. Like I was filled with faith and hope and moved to prayer. Cause I was like, wait a second, if that's real, I'm like going to pray until it happens. Like for real. And I had been cautious of name and claim it stuff and whatever, but I just remember saying, Okay. Uh, and I was in an amazing environment at our aunt's church and they were just encouraging me and all stuff. And I was like, okay, I am going to like speak this baby into life by faith. And I'd never done that with anything before. Mm. So I was like, even if it's like 10 years, like, yeah. or it never happens, like, yeah. I'm just going to commit to like every day. I've got an alert in my phone. So I still get a reminder every day at um, 5 15 PM that says <laughs> speak baby into life by faith. And I've even added other like breakthrough prayers to that same time frame, wow. and every time now I get that I'm just reminded to pray for yeah. the baby and so um so I remember just like I'm gonna pray and believing like it's gonna happen it's gonna happen and it's scary to like operate in faith when you don't really know the answer <laughs> yeah as you guys know and mm-hmm. so um I just remember believing in faith and connecting with you and yeah. Well, yeah, and will you call me and said, I feel like I'm supposed to call you every day mm-hmm. and pray for you until you're right. I'm like, I know. oh man, and that was scary. <laughs> this may be a lot of phone calls. <laughs> and I can like get really. You guys know me well. I get like a seven on the enneagram. I'm really oh, yeah. get into whatever thing that's on my mind. 
<laughs> so then I have those doubts of like, am I just excited? Yeah, or like, was right. this not even the Lord? Or yeah. like, why am I doing this? And so I was like, well, that's the decision I'm making is yeah. to be all in until we mm-hmm. see it happen. And faith is a mystery. And yeah. the reasons things happen when they happen and the power of prayer is like a mystery to us. And so mm-hmm. I remember calling you, trying to call you every day. Yeah. And there are even being dynamics like you would be stirred to faith and excited, yeah. but then you would check if you're pregnant and you weren't. And then at one point you were like, this is hard for me to talk yeah, about every yeah. day. And I was like very sensitive to that right. and trying to be careful, but also trying to not like cower in fear to yeah. it and everything. So, um, yeah. It was, and, and even just the commitment to pray every day. Like, I remember not even being perfect in that, but just being like, Lord, you know my heart, and we're just going to pray until we see it happen. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It was, yeah, crazy. So, Kelsey, he mentioned uh, your Aunt Joanne. Yeah. And so she did something special in that season, too. Yeah. I think shortly after Taylor left, mom went and visited, I think, at the same time. And so they were there, and she um, f- felt the Lord told her to give me a cloth with this special anointing Mm -hmm. oil um, that she had been given Mm -hmm. um, and pray over it and send it to me and that I was supposed to leave it under my pillow every night until I was pregnant. And, um, and so she sent me a video of her praying over it. So mom came home, showed me the video, gave me the cloth and Mm -hmm. I put it under my pillow and I was like, all right, Mm -hmm. Lord, like I'm going to believe that this is something that um, she, she hears clearly from the Lord. And so I, believe that and I'm going to walk in obedience and put this under my pillow and believe mm-hmm. that that's the next step, however long it's going to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, yeah. And then, so then kind of going back to the story part of it. So that was January, like I said, it was filled with a lot of prayer, a lot of yeah. faith, a lot of conversations, a lot of hope. And then, um, but again, January, not pregnant, February, not pregnant. So then the end of February, we went back to the doctors again uh, because kind of the next step after medications and tests would be to do an IUI. And so that was kind of our first consultation with the doctor was to say, all right, I think we're going to start this process. And, and I know for us, and I think the reason a lot of people wait to do it and try to hold out is it's not cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, so because there's IUI is kind of the first one and then IVF is the kind of this the last ditch effort and that's mm. that's super super expensive but the IUI is not cheap at all either several thousand dollars mm. so that was kind of a reason for us trying to hold out it was like man that's a lot of money like not really something we're just excited to just throw money at to to make happen mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's a lot and it's, of more doctors appointments a lot and more just, appointments yeah. and it's and it's not physical and it's not guaranteed at all like no, there's not like not. the percentage is like yeah decent percentage, <laughs> but not like, yeah, you're going to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. So you could just be throwing thousand dollars the window and literally be back exactly where you were. Yeah. So I know we were kind of stressed about the financial side and we had a good conversation with a couple at church that are close friends with us and they, they prayed with us there and, uh, you know, kind of really, that was kind of the turning point. We were still on the fence and really from there, like, all right, you know what, we're going to do it. We're mm-hmm. just going to trust God. We're going to have faith. We're going to do it. So we went to the doctors like, all right, we're going to start this. So we kind of talked through the timeline of what happens and she has to come in and, and get a shot. And then we got, and then we have to time it all up with her cycle. And so, you know, it's, it's very like strict schedule on mm-hmm. how everything has to happen. And so this was beginning of March, 2020. So a little less than a year ago. And, um, well, and I should say one other thing too, before kind of get through what happened that month, I was praying and on the financial side and I just 
kind of was had an epiphany and challenge from the Lord. I guess I challenged, I, I challenged the Lord. Revelation. revelation, yeah. It was revelation, so I responded to the Lord by challenging and saying, all right, all right, God, if we get pregnant this month, whatever it's supposed to cost for this IUI, I'm going to turn around, I'm going to give it to missions. Mm, cool. And, I mean, that was a pretty, I mean, we've gone three years of not having a kid. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, Lord, this month, <laughs> this month, and I'm giving $1,000 away. Um and so, so that was kind of a challenge I'd put in. So anyways, going back to the schedule, um, we had decided because we were going to try to do a, tr- we had a trip planned the beginning of April. We we're going to go to Mexico. We've never been to Mexico, beautiful place we we're going to go to. And with the strict schedule, we were going to be in Mexico when we were supposed to be Possibly, here. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. My cycle had been Depending when the cycle was. Yeah. So. We had gone back and forth, like, do we cancel the trip, whatever. And, and you I'm, should say that with the with the IUI cycles, they have to be um, con- they have to be right. Yeah, because if you do one consecutive, consecutive and then yeah. stop, like they want you to go back to back to back yeah. to back, yeah, to, and that helps effective. your percentages. Yeah. So we kind of talked, and like, you know what? We really need this trip. We need to get out, and you know, I just feel like. I think we might, I think we should need to wait one more month. Which was very surprising to me because I was always willing to put appointments off and because it's happening, everything's happening to me physically. Mm-hmm. So I was always willing to be like, oh, well, let's wait a little <laughs> bit longer. And Ben was like, no, we got to go, we got to go. So when he said that, I was like, are you sure? Like, you sure you feel like we're supposed to wait one more month? We're, right. I finally have the guts to do this. <laughs> right. So, yeah, so that was kind of beginning of March. We're like, you know what? Let's just wait till April to start it. Um, and oh. then as everyone knows, March, 2020 is when COVID hit. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was actually a blessing in disguise because, um, they ended up basically canceling all elective procedures, including IUI. Mm. So, Any first time. Yeah. Like if you're in the middle of a treatment, they, I think they were continuing, but if it was your first time, yeah. they weren't going to start any new ones. So, and I mean, I don't even know what the financial implication would have been on that putting money forward and then not being able to finish it so but um, also the weekend that covid hit was the weekend we were s- scheduled originally to do our first iui hmm. yeah. yeah yeah so yeah it was kind of crazy we had actually made the decision before mm-hmm. um which i think financially saved us money because we would have never been able to complete that process due to covid yeah. so and then it actually ended up we didn't go to Mexico either because everybody, everything was shut down. Yeah, and it also so, and I was like trying to hold out. I like, I canceled our flight literally like two days before, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, it's going to go away. It's going to oh, go man. in two days, three days. Now here we are a year later. <laughs> still no Mexico trip. <laughs> yeah, still no Mexico trip. So, um, yeah, so that was kind of, March was kind of a crazy month. And so, you know, middle of March was when her cycle happened. And so, like every other month, we, Try it as normal. Nothing special. Nothing different. Nothing. Nothing. Fancy. Well, no. Sorry. February was our last. Was my last. Um, like, cycle where you start over again. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah. So then we gone through March and just decided to keep trying, even though we didn't go on a trip and stuff. Um, but then yeah, April. Oh man, Palm Sunday. It was Palm Sunday, first weekend of April, I believe, and um. My cycle had been kind of all over the place, which was really frustrating for when you're trying to go on medicated cycles, but it had kind of been all over the place. And I was, uh, 10 days late from my cycle and 
that had been normal for me the last couple of months. And so because it was, I had gotten my hopes up, you know, as a woman and anyone who's listening to this, who's gone through even trying for a few months, even when you've been trying for a few months, when you're a day late or two days late, I think it's you're eager to, Oh, I got to try see if I'm pregnant. Well, I had actually in the three years only taken two pregnancy tests. Hmm. I was not one that was like one of which was like the very first month. Yeah. yeah, Or yeah, it was very early on. And I was just, I wasn't one to be like, Oh, I want to take it because for me it was very symbolic and like it was a big deal to take one. Hmm. And I knew if I'd be taking them all the time, it would just become what, you know, whatever. Everyone's different though. That was just for me. It it was, it took a lot for me to take one. And so I had just taken my second ever in that February on that February Hmm. after we had done that consultation with the doctor. So because I was so late, I was like a week late. Wow. And I remember we got our hopes up that way. Yeah. Sure. And I was like, oh, wow. All that January prayer, everything that happened in January, right. did it. Like, it, this is it. Right. And I wasn't. And so I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I'm not ever taking a test unless it's like two weeks late <laughs> because I'm not doing this again. So anyways, I was 10 days late and I was like, I was at home alone. I can't, I think Ben was working out at the gym and I was just, it was eating at me that I either, something was really wrong or I was pregnant hmm. and I, I did not believe I was pregnant. So <laughs> I really thought something was wrong. So to eliminate that, I was like, I think I need to take some sort of test just to figure out what's going on and then call my doctor because we were just about to do this like procedure and yeah, stuff. Right. Um, so yeah, so I was sitting on the couch going back and forth. Do I take one? Do I not? Do I take one? Do I not? <laughs> and so I went upstairs and I didn't even take like a legit one. It was just like the one that they put in your ovulation kit. And so I took it's a little like paper one. <laughs> I just <laughs> went upstairs and did a couple of those. And I actually filmed and like I don't even know if I've ever showed you this, but I filmed my reaction of doing it because I was hmm. so shocked. And whenever I take a test, I always play worship music. Whenever I took them two times. <laughs> <laughs> but I would always play a song and, um, the song I had playing for when I took this was again, cause it's very intentional for me. Like mm-hmm. it's a big moment. And yeah. so I was, um, listening to elevation worship won't stop now mm-hmm. when it's, I know breakthrough is coming. Mm-hmm. My God made, made me, promise. me promise and he won't stop right, now. Yeah. And that bridge was something I had done in that prayer journal mm-hmm. a lot. Cool. And knowing that, there was going to be a breakthrough. He's not going to stop. And there's a promise Mm -hmm. that he has for us. Um, and so while I was taking this test, I had that song going, which is so crazy. Mm. I didn't intentionally pick that song. I just love elevation worship. And, (laughs) um, and two lines started showing up. And I mean, it was the craziest surreal mm. moment. Wow. Two, two lines means positive. Yeah. 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 (laughs) For the guys out there. Thank you. you. And I was like, there's no way. There's no way. I just, and I'm home alone, you know, and I'm just like, and, and as a girl too, like, I think we always are like, when I find out and how I'm going to tell my husband and how I'm going to, you just think about all those things. It had been so long. There was no more like, mm-hmm. this is how I'm going to tell him. It was just like, whatever. We'll see if it ever happens, yeah, you right. know? And so Ben got home and I actually had a legit one that like said pregnant or not pregnant on a digital screen that mm. I had saved in my sock drawer for like mm. two years. Wow. And cause it was in a pack of two. And so then Ben got home and he brought, he brought food home and, or something. And he was like, do you want to eat? And I'm like, Oh no. He's like, I'm going to go quick shower and then we can eat. 
And then I was like, okay. And I, you know, there was stuff all over the bathroom <laughs> for me, like ripping open stuff. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I followed him up there. I'm like, oh, let me just tell you something. <laughs> Oh I my got word. it. Oh my word. <laughs> There's all this stuff. And um, I don't know. I think I may be pregnant. And he's like, what? <laughs> I don't know. What were you yeah, thinking? Yeah, I was just in shock. Like, what? No. You're like, that's so random. Oh, man. I, yeah, I couldn't believe it. So, yeah, that, I think that we took the digital one. Well, yeah, but I, I made us go eat dinner first. He's like, you don't want to take it right now? I'm like, no, 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 let's go eat first. Oh, I have to goodness. be in the moment. Like, again, it has to be this moment. I was like, yeah. <laughs> so, like, food's getting cold. I just need to process this. Let's just think. And he just couldn't believe it. So, we ate really quickly and went back up and yeah. took it together. Took it and learned positive. And so then, wow. Said pregnant. I mean, yeah, then your mind just goes 100 million thousand different directions. <laughs> oh, my goodness. When's it due? Who are we going to tell? How are we going to tell? Is this real? What's the doctor's appointment? You know, mm, what's wow. its name going to be? Is it a boy? I mean, a thousand million questions, you know, which is fun, but scared at the same time. Very scary. And uh, yeah, it was it was a crazy, surreal night. Very mm-hmm. crazy. Surreal. So we got pregnant. Wow. <laughs> Insane. And, three, we, and yeah. Three over just over three years. It was three years exactly. Yeah, just to the month years. we decided right, to start trying. Yeah. Yep, it was three years exactly. And 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 that was the month I challenged God to get pregnant this month. We yeah. got pregnant that oh. month. And we were supposed to be doing the IUI that month. We got pregnant that yeah. month. Like it was just yeah. so many things. And so many. And things. there was several different people who said 2020 is right. when you're going to have a kid. Right. And. That was the last month that we would have yeah. to get pregnant yeah. for him to be born. Unless yeah. it was a premature baby. But like, you know, yeah. he was born in December. December. And that was yep. part of the, the vision that I felt. I was yep. like, I'm pushing through for a baby boy yes. in 2020. Yes. Mm-hmm. We'll get and to that so a little bit. so I was like, because <laughs> to find out in March, I did the math. I was like, no way. I know. December. Yeah. That's the last month. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, um, yes. Yeah, so then we decided to start sharing with family because we had. I, I was already like five weeks along, five and a half weeks long. And so that weekend, so that was Palm Sunday. So the next weekend was Easter, which was so fun. Like it was a holiday and kind of what we always kind of wanted to do and came over here to the Marshall family and mm-hmm. it was dad's birthday the next week. So I don't know if you want to share. No, go ahead. Okay. Okay. So it was birthday the next week. So I was like, okay, we can make it a birthday gift. Good. So you won't expect it, you know, and. Um, I had purchased a onesie that said, hello, grandma, grandpa, and had him open it as his birthday gift. And yeah. it was just the coolest moment. Oh my goodness. We're sitting there at the dinner table. Yeah. And was it our, was it our Easter dinner? Yeah. yeah. So. Our yep. Saturday night yeah. Easter yeah. dinner yep. together. And then the next week was going to be my birthday. So it's like, here's this early birthday present. Yeah. And it's just in a bag and then wrapped in tissue paper. So I'm opening up and then I'm starting to unfold this. And of course, Brendan knows right away what's going on. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this? And then open up this onesie that says, hello, grandma and grandpa. And I was just, I, and then it was my turn to be in shock. Yeah. Right, I, right. I was just like, <laughs> you're like, what? Well, I'm like, is this for real? What? It felt like what a prank, this? but I was like, yeah. this would be a horrible prank. And at the same time, then in that moment, then Ben threw a t-shirt across the tailor that said, mm-hmm. only the best brothers make good uncles or something The greatest like that. uncles or yeah. something, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And so, and then of course, yeah. I mean, Brenda was in tears before I even got the thing. <laughs> yeah. Opened all the way. <laughs> Opened all the way. And, and Ben got it on video as well as other families' responses yeah. on video. And yeah. yeah, it was quite the moment. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting because that night, um, I had been dealing with like very strong disbelief still. <laughs> like, it, you know, it, we had processed it for about a week 
And um, so it's not that long, but still, I had not gotten excited yet. I was excited to tell you guys, but like I just didn't feel real. For it you. didn't yeah. feel real. And yeah. I was trying to process those emotions on my own. I mean, with Ben, but on my own, wondering why I felt why I did. And I remember in the kitchen talking to you, dad, and just being like, what is this feeling? Like, mm-hmm. I just can't, I can't get excited. And, and you put a, a title to it of survivor's guilt because I was, I was sharing like, you know, now I've joined this community of women who are all dealing with infertility mm-hmm. and have gone through it maybe even longer or through more procedures than I have. They've gone through to the IVF mm-hmm. level and spent tens and tens of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. and still aren't pregnant. Yeah. And, you know, we didn't have to do that. And I remember thinking like, wow, my story is nothing. Like, you know, it's mm. why, what, what is my story? It's nothing compared. To, I start comparing mm. and like, it was just so crazy. And I couldn't get excited because first of all, I couldn't believe it was happening after so long, but then I also just felt so guilty and wow. yeah, it was survivor's guilt. And the fact of like, it's like when someone goes to war and they survive and they come back and people sacrificed their life and yeah. then, you know, didn't have the outcome that you did. And then you feel bad. I don't, yeah. you know, there's so much mystery in it all. <sighs> so much mystery in it all. Like, like I think about, you know, three years of you guys trying to get pregnant. And if you would have gotten pregnant at any point in that time, Zane would not be here. Right. I know. You know, it's oh, like, yeah. try to wrap your mind around I that. And I think about Taylor. I think with this all time, you know, Brenda had a miscarriage. Yeah two to three months before Taylor was conceived. Yeah. And so it's like, without that miscarriage, Taylor is not sitting here. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, there's just so much mystery in life. And I mean, it's so beautiful and, and so mysterious. And, um, but this is just a great, a great story. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, all right. So when it hit you, so when did it finally start to hit you? Well, we or feel our, real. We had our eight week appointment. Mm-hmm. You want to share about yeah, I mean, eight week appointment is when uh, so that's when we we were able to see the heartbeat, which mm-hmm. you know was crazy. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just like you know, you never really know, and and I know a lot of miscarriages happen in that first portion too, and so kind of still the fear of like, okay, yeah, we had trouble getting pregnant. Does that mean we're going to have trouble to stay pregnant? So just a lot of worry and fear. So getting to that first appointment, eight weeks, and seeing the heartbeat was was a big milestone. Yeah. A big milestone. Mm-hmm. And then even though for you still is a little yeah. unreal until mm-hmm. I think you're like your next 12 week appointment. Yeah. So with COVID, he was only allowed to come to that first appointment at eight weeks. And so then I was on my own pretty much. Okay. So I was going to appointments by myself, which hadn't done this before. So it wasn't like I had been used to that, yeah. but I went alone to the 12 week, which is, you know, Another pivotal point, because you're finishing your first trimester, which mm. is a big thing. You know, that's, again, like you said, in your first trimester, a lot of miscarriage can happen. And um, the percentage drops way low of miscarriage after that 12 weeks. And I was in there by my, I was in there by myself with my doctor and she's looking for the heartbeat. And this is a common thing, but still it hit me. It still hit me hard. They couldn't find the heartbeat with the Doppler. Mm. And I, you know, I'm like you can't, what, what, you know, like kind of freaking, she's like, it's okay. Like this happens and we just need to do an ultrasound so that we can get a clear, um, you know, sound of, of the heartbeat. Mm. And, uh, and so then you're waiting, they're bringing you to the ultrasound room and oh here I'm goodness. like, I haven't heard the heartbeat yet. I haven't heard the heartbeat, oh you goodness. know? And, 
and by my, so I'm just crying in the room by myself, calling Ben like they can't find the heartbeat. <laughs> and and he's true. like, "Is that okay?" I'm like, "Well, I don't know." And so then you know, then they bring in the ultrasound room and they do that and like right away it came up and mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, okay." Oh, and then and that was my first break of like. I mean, I, I, I cried telling the, both the families. It was awesome telling the free take side too. We didn't really share about that, but they were super ecstatic and yeah, got all of it on videos. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and, but you know, it was emotional in telling them, but again, there was still such a layer of like, I can't get to this certain point hmm. emotionally. I'm not there. And that day broke that for me. Hmm. I was in the car and I, after the appointment and hearing, I just, they give you a bear with the heartbeat sound in Mm. it and just crying and and being like, God, I, I trust you. Like you Mm. have this. Mm. Good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then, um, really everything went very smooth with the pregnancy, no issues, healthy baby. I mean, you got a little sick in the beginning, but, uh, a little (laughs) little, little sick, sick. but, uh, yeah, I mean, no complications. And, you know, we had, we had some cool stories throughout. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. So we went to Florida in June. Yeah. um, Right after. Yeah. Yeah. We were all there together Mm -hmm. and it was right after we had announced the, the world (laughs) that we were pregnant. And so everyone knew it was really exciting. Um, and, uh, a couple, a fam, some family members of ours had been trying, um, for a while as well to get pregnant. And we had known about that. And, uh, so I, um, saw them at our family reunion and my heart just instantly reached out to them because I know what it's mm-hmm. like <laughs> to hear announcements and see announcements of people being pregnant and being feeling so defeated and jealous, but excited, but like it was such so bittersweet all the time. I mean, you would get them every day on your phone on Facebook or Instagram and that's a whole nother thing. But, um, so I could relate to their pain. And so I, I just hugged them and didn't say anything. And they're very emotional. We were all emotional. And I just said, can we talk? And so we went outside um, of the house we were at and I just shared our story because they didn't really know of our story. Shared with them. I really felt the Holy Spirit just speaking through me Mm -hmm. and it was really, really cool. One Mm -hmm. of the coolest moments to like look back on that where the Lord had used me to talk, to reach to someone. And um, so, yeah, we talked for a long time and then they shared, you know, their story and then I prayed over them and Instantly, it was bringing me back to the conversation I had with the friend on December 31st on New Year's Eve of you like, this is what I pray for you. This is what I believe for you. And you will be pregnant. And so I I don't know if I could. I don't think I said to them, you will be pregnant this year. But I said it will happen for Mm. you. Like it will happen for you. And that next they told us a couple months later, but that next month they had gotten they were. That's crazy. They were pregnant. (laughs) So like, yeah, they I should say like. They were, it was, their baby was conceived the next cycle. Mm -hmm. So like, I mean, how cool to like hear of that as like that Mm. then became part of our story that we were able to use Mm -hmm. for them. And oh yeah, it was the coolest thing. Mm. It was so cool. Mm. Yeah. And then, um, kind of one other cool story while we were pregnant. So obviously we found out it was a boy, which for me was just the best. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. That was um, a fun party. Yeah. And I have a really strong relationship with my dad and I, and I have four younger sisters. So, I mean, we're very, very close. So 
for me, I really wanted a boy to have a similar bond mm-hmm. and, and I'm the oldest. So, and he was the oldest and he's close with his dad. So I kind of like, cool. I've seen the pattern. I've like, liked how that works. You know, I see the strength <laughs> of it. So I was like, Oh man, which would love a boy girl, girl would be, I'd be extended right? baby in general, healthy. Yeah. Baby. At this point it's like, we will take but, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, when we, we did a cool thing with like a softball and I hit an exploded blue smoke and I started running around the yard. Going crazy. <laughs> yep. Now going into it though, wasn't it like, even though you wanted a boy so much, weren't you kind of thinking it was yeah. a girl yeah. and Kelsey was thinking it was a boy? Yeah. yeah I, I thought it was a girl. And I don't know if it was just thinking or like trying to keep my hopes. Like right. yeah. if, if it's a girl, then I know, Hey, I was right. Yes. A girl. <laughs> right, right, right. So anyway, so then after that, you got to figure out, okay, what's the name? What are we going to name our kid? Yeah. And we kind of went back for a while and then you kind of had an epiphany like, Hey, I really like this name. Um, and it's Zane. And then we, we kind of looked up the meaning of it. And it means God's gracious gift, which mm. like, wow, that's about as cool of a meaning as we can. Mm. So and we're like, okay, I, th- I think that's in the running. I think, you know, that might <laughs> yeah. be a name we want to want to do. And then we kind of just kept thinking like, yeah, I think that's going to be it. And we hadn't really decided, like, we're pretty sure this is it. And then, and, you know, my family, especially my mom, they're always trying to guess the name. Like, you know, we, th- we think we have the name. And they're like, what else what it is? We're like, no, we're not going to tell you. I'm like, can we guess? I'm like, sure, you can guess. We're not going to tell you. So... Randomly, we were having dinner with my parents one night, and I would always kind of like give like a little clue, like there's vague clues, there's two vowels <laughs> in it, like you know, like although I, I did say five letters at one point, so that was kind a of a and bigger e or clue. Something, yeah. And uh, anyways, yeah, so I said I had said it five letters in A and an E, and yeah, that was all I'd said. And so then my mom, we were at dinner. She's like, "Oh, I thought of a name. I I, I think I know what it is." <laughs> And she's like, oh, that's right. She's like, I thought of what it was, but then you said five letters and the name that I thought was four letters. So it's not it. And I'm like, we're like, what was it? She's like, I saw this name. I thought it was the coolest name. It's Zane. <laughs> we're like, look at each other. Like, she's like, but it's Z-A-N-E. So that's only four letters. We're like, no way. Well, we are, we were planning on doing Z-A-Y-N-E. Oh. Yeah. Like, how do you pick out a, the most, like we hadn't told anybody. And it's and not a common name. Pick out a random yeah, yeah, name of Zane. And say it to us. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so then we're, we're like, that has to be the yeah. So speaking of your mom, Ben, do you know the story well enough to tell it of how the moment that she declared her standing that you guys getting pregnant? Do you know? I don't. The story I, I don't know if you know you, better you, than you I do. You probably know for the best. So it was at, it was at the big, in our state of Minnesota, in our denomination, someone's got at the big women's conference that they have every year. Um, and I'm not going to get all the details right, um, but I, I believe the story goes, um, the speaker was speaking and it was either specifically connected to um, a pregnancy, someone becoming pregnant, or it was just, or it was just your, your believing for something specifically. Yeah. I think, no, I think it was specifically that because I remember her feeling funny that she stood mm. being her age. Oh, oh right, yeah. right. Because yeah. yeah. she right. was standing for yep. you guys. Yep. That's right. So I think it was for that. Um, and that was just a significant mm. moment for her. That's so right. that would have been the yeah. month of November, probably the fall before or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's been quite a journey for her and her, mm-hmm. her celebration has oh, been yeah. quite mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Yeah. So then, yeah, I mean, jumping forward to the birth, yeah. I mean, we don't have to go in super in depth, but I mean, we, she went in on a Friday for her checkup and, and, and we had actually both got COVID about three weeks before the due date. So that mm-hmm. kind of, you know, 
we weren't really worried about it, but the doctor was like, hey, let me just, let's just do some extra just monitoring and testing to make sure everything's okay. And everything was. So we went to the one of the checkups um, and actually was on the due date of December 4th. And they said, hey, your fluid's a little low. We're going to admit you and get this baby out. So we went in Friday night, December 4th, started uh, pushing on the 5th, and uh, Sunday morning, the 6th, December 6th, yep. Zane, middle name Marshall. Yep. Zane Made a name. Marshall Freetag was born. So. Yeah. Awesome yep. name. Yeah. Yep. Just, over, just over seven pounds, about 21 inches long. So healthy perfect baby. baby. Perfect. Perfect. Right. So perfect. Wow. He's a what a baby. story. Yeah. And, you know, in the hospital, too, we just had amazing nurses. Mm-hmm. And my doctor actually came. She was, she told me the week before my due date, like, I will come in to deliver him. And I was like, you will? Like, she wasn't even on, she wasn't going to be on call. You call me and I'll come in. And that it's meant cool. so much to me. Mm. Me being a six on the Enneagram, <laughs> the loyalist, that like spoke so much to me of mm. her willing to drop whatever and come and deliver him. And so, and we just had like such a cool God moment, literally while I was pushing <laughs> in between contractions and pushing we were having conversations of ministry and mm. our families mm. and um, our calling on our life. And like, you know, it's just so cool. And just to fast forward a little bit, um, I just had my six week postpartum checkup and shared with her just my gratitude for mm. everything she did and that she was willing to come and, and how special that was. Like that was like my favorite hour and a half of the whole like thing was mm. during that time. And I wouldn't have guessed that originally. And so, yeah, um, the fear that you had yeah, for years first. Yeah, yeah, for real. And, and so I shared with her how that moment that that hour and a half, like will never, I'll never forget that obviously meeting my son was the best thing in the world, but even before just like having that connection with her and the nurse that had been with us the whole 48 hours, I could feel that we were ministering to them and was so cool. And so she told me that she will never forget that moment Mm. too. And she said, I wouldn't trade it for anything. And it was so special to me. And she was like, wow. I, yeah. After thousands of babies probably. Oh yeah. yeah. And you know, it, it just, she seemed very authentic when she was, I really Mm -hmm. truly believe that. And that was because of the Lord and the Holy spirit in that room, we were playing river Valley worship music and they were asking questions about it and our church. And it was just like, it was so cool. And just the peace that was in that room was felt by them, you know, and that was, that was so cool. (laughs) So, um, I know there's a lot more story that's going to unfold, um, but just thinking back on what you guys have walked through, uh, let's just have each of you speak to your, um, you know, Ben, if you could speak to the guys, Kelsey, to the moms or to the ladies, um, how, you know, what would you say to encourage? What would you say to strengthen? Especially Ben, what would you say uh, even to guys like in their role, uh, you know, in right. just being a support and mm. yeah, what would you say to encourage, you know? them yeah i mean obviously we've walked the journey now and you know we've seen the challenges the many challenges the physical challenges the emotional challenges the financial challenges and um you know it's some of those affect 
the guys and the the girls differently. Mm-hmm. So you know, for me, the the financial stress and challenge was kind of a bigger deal versus the emotional was a lot more for Kelsey. And um, you know, for us guys, and again, it was kind of nice. Like when that first test was me saying like my stuff was bad. It was kind of nice because I could tell like the stress was taken off Kelsey not having all the pressure on her. Um, and then I think that came back when we got positive tests again and again. Um, but I would say for guys, for encouragement, like it's, it's a lot tougher on the girls than it is for you. You know, they're the ones dealing with it in their body and the up and downs are probably magnified by 10 of what they're going through on a month to month basis versus what Mm -hmm. we go through. Mm -hmm. We go through, are you pregnant? Nope. Okay. We'll try again. Well, they go through, I, am I pregnant? Nope. Okay, I have to go through a whole other period. We've got to try again and hope that something in my body is growing and, mm-hmm. you know, healthy and doing what it's supposed to be. And when it's not, it's, it's in an initial, like, my body is wrong. My body's not right. My body's failing. And that's my fault. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's hard for, for women in general. So, you know, for guys to understand that and be understanding and available and willing to walk alongside and encouraging like, Hey, it's mm-hmm. not all your fault. Yeah. It's nobody's fault. We're going to walk through this. And we're going to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for the women, I mean, the comparison game is huge in every mm-hmm. area of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, the same goes for when you are trying to have a baby. Um, and so to, you know, it says comparison is the thief of joy. Mm. <laughs> That's such a true statement. Um, and to really not, you know, to pray against that, pray against comparison mm. and, um, and know that like Ben said, it's not, it's not your fault. It's not on you to pray against the guilt and, um, cause that can really eat at you. Um, but then also the other thing is to join a community. Like I think there's so much there's so much power in knowing that you're not alone because yeah, you're not. Right. There's so many people that deal with infertility and miscarriage and loss, yep. and infant loss. There's so one in four. And like that it's just crazy. And you feel alone when you're going through it because it's a very vulnerable and private thing, but then you realize there's so many other people going through it. So my encouragement is to find a community because that spoke volumes to me when I was hearing other people's stories and understanding like, okay, it's not just me going through this. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's what I would say. And I mean, this increased our faith so much, you know, and I hope that this story will increase others that have gone through something similar or, you know, this specifically, but it, yeah, it was just... And, and we know everybody's journey is going to look different. Yeah, you know, yeah. We compared our journey to other people's like, yeah, yeah. it took us a year and then ah, whatever. Yeah. And so we acknowledge not everybody's story is going to have a happy ending the way ours did. But we are going to continue to believe and pray in faith that there is an outcome that the Lord has. That's perfect. For everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. perfect for you. Yeah, yeah. Mm. for sure. Praise the Lord. I'm yeah. so thankful. Yeah. Oh. Seriously, it's crazy too, Kelsey. We've talked a little bit about now it's just almost, it can feel normal. There's a baby in the house. He's crying. We yeah. got to change his diaper. Yeah. He pooped all over my sweatshirt last week. Yeah. Thankfully, we got the stains <laughs> out. But I was like, oh my gosh, this is happening. Yeah. And it's like, let us just like live <clears throat> with the attitude of gratitude. Right. Like, it just reminds me of whatever people have gone through in life. It's so easy to forget what God has done. But oh, like, yeah. we're going to thank the Lord. Tell day. about the moment you first saw Zane. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I, um, 
had just got back from a big traveling weekend. I don't remember where I was touring, but it might have been overseas. You're in Texas. Oh, yeah, I was in Texas. And so I just wanted to, like, we wanted to make sure I didn't have COVID before I got to hold the baby. So I was literally, I woke up in Houston. We had, like, a three- or four-hour drive from Dallas to Houston the morning Zane was born. And I was Mm -hmm. sleeping because it was, like, 5 a.m. in a vehicle. Woke up there at, like, 7 or 8 a.m. And was like, oh, my goodness, they've been in the hospital all night. I could have a nephew and open my phone to see that Zane was born. I saw the picture. (laughs) I was like, you got to be kidding me. So that was cool. My buddy got out. He just, like, gave me a huge hug, and he, like, grabbed me by the shoulders. He's like, you're an uncle. I was, like, half asleep. It was really cool. <laughs> so I'm like, great. Well, now I'm stuck in Houston. So it was, like, the ne- a couple days later, I flew home. We wanted to make sure I didn't have COVID yeah. before I held the baby. So I got to come over to the house, but I was going to wear a mask and, like, stay socially distanced from him. And I, like, took a couple videos outside your house, like, just because I was so excited and wanted to document that moment. So I, like, Aww. took a little video explaining what was happening. And then I think I took a little video that I'll want to show Zane someday. Mm, and then I walked in. And, and just because that's one of those moments that, like, feels like it's not even real. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, yeah. how can I, like, even document this or talk myself up to get in the moment? Right. And then I walked in and you were standing in the entryway with the baby. And I just, like, <laughs> put my hand over my face and, like, bawled for, like, you 25 lost seconds. It. <laughs> you yeah, lost it. And it was just, like, an emotional week for me in multiple areas. So yeah. I was like, this, all right, Lord. And I had been praying and asking the Lord to help me, like, feel emotions deeper. And it's just an answer hmm. to prayer. <laughs> and then that night I got my negative test. Like you got the result in the email. Yeah. yeah. The, re- the email I got, the negative test that I'd been waiting for. And was able to hold him for like 15 minutes yeah. that night. And it was it was crazy because it wasn't in a hospital like I thought that vision right. would be because of COVID. Um, and just the way it worked out, I was out of town and everything. <laughs> it just was really cool. So, And I'm uh, anxious to go downstairs and hold him again after this, after yep. talking about him so much. So um, we've reached that point in our episode where we re- we bring on our honorary member that our, um, our listeners know really well. And Kelsey... You probably know, I was trying to think about this. You might know our honorary member better than almost anyone on the planet. Oh, yes. And I was just having flashbacks earlier to like <laughs> birthday parties at our home in New York where you and your high school friends were in our home and this honorary member would make like an unannounced appearance oh, yeah. and make all of your friends uncomfortable. Yeah, so, it was so um, the long, especially the boys, especially the boys. Yeah. Shotgun in hand and all that. Oh, good yes. stuff. So, um, the long awaited conversation, Billy Bob, you're on with, um, Kelsey and Beth. Oh, oh my. Is it, is this my sweet Kelsey? <laughs> it is. It oh, is. Kelsey, it's so good to hear your voice. It's been a while since I've seen you. I know. Oh, when was the last time we've seen each other? Oh, man, I can't even think back that far, but it's been a while. But, oh, it's so good to hear you. So oh, good you to too. hear your voice. I wish I was there right now so I could kiss you all over your face. Well, we'll just have to have a Watch rain it. check on that one. Yeah, well, I know how <laughs> you love it. my kisses. I know how you love my kisses. Oh, yes. Oh, and Ben, of course, it's been so great to have you part of the, of the Marshall family now. And now this story, this story. Well, let me just say... I know a thing or two about a thing or two. You do. And I got to tell you, Zane is the cutest baby in the entire world. He has the cutest baby award in the entire, entire 
Well, that little boy is something else. You know, I get, I get, I get signals to get on on the Facebook about once a week, and I just can't wait every time to go on and see those pictures and those cheeks. I know the ladies love talking about the cheeks, but I mean, are you? Kidding me? Oh, just love him to pieces. Love him to pieces. Love him to pieces. He's pretty cute. I now, have to say so myself. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Now I, I I was a little surprised when your daddy honored, but surprised when your daddy said that I was the godfather. I mean, Whoa. thank you oh. so much. Oh. oh, oh, oh. You sound a little surprised too. <laughs> What? Oh, okay. Oh, well, well, I mean, okay. Well, maybe Daddy hasn't <laughs> let you know. Yeah, but just so you know, yeah, Billy Bob's the godfather of Baby Zane. Oh, oh he okay. is just the cutest baby <laughs> in the world, and I'm so on. And I heard, I heard Young Taylor reflecting back on the other time your daddy surprised you. Uh, your, your 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 surprise 15th birthday party. Yep, 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 yep. So this is I don't know if you remember this, but it was it was the first birthday party that you ever had boys come to. And so your dad he wanted me to kind of send a little message to oh, the yeah. boys. Oh yeah, it's you know? engraved very deeply in my memory. Oh well, you wouldn't like call it a scar or anything, though, right? No, just I mean, engraved. Just, just engraved. Just, yeah, just... it was a wonderful night. It was a wonderful night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brought your 12 gauge along just to make sure that the impression <laughs> was made. Um, yeah, because I knew a couple stories. I knew a couple stories about a couple of the boys. You know, one of the boys I'd heard earlier hit you in the head with a dodgeball and Jim tried to make sure he paid for that. And, uh, yeah, another boy I knew, had, you know, had, you know, this was way before Ben's time, so another boy had kind of, you know, kind of, kind of give you a flower, you know, kind of trying to make his move, and I had to put him in his place. But, yeah, Billy Bob loved making an appearance at that at that party and letting you know, letting the boys know what's up. I appreciate that. Yeah, well, yeah, you we're owe on, me, true. We're on this, I do owe you, we're on it, the same page. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, your story, oh, what a blessing from the Lord Most High, our Creator, our Redeemer, our Helper. He's just, I like to say, he's ever-present and always working. That much we know. That much we know. There's a lot we don't know, but that much we know. I'm just so happy for you guys. Thank you. And I can't wait for the day where I get to pinch and kiss those cheeks face to face. Hopefully that day's coming. Anytime. Come on over. We love you guys. I love you guys. Love you too, Billy Bob. You got a ways to go to catch up to me with all the youngins. You know, you got a long ways to go. I can't even keep, I don't even know if the number can't keep track. You got a ways to go. But anyway, anyway, so great. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you. I love you. Well, he had been calling all, into all of our podcast episodes, and he was always hoping that it was with you guys. So now he's happy that he finally got mm, another so dream sweet. of Billy Bob's fulfilled that so we can make sweet. happen. So, hopefully, yeah, thanks oh, you guys so much. He won't be disappointed when it's not us. The yeah, the next time. The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much, you guys, for coming on. This has been so special on many levels. Oh, yes. Having family tell a miraculous story that will hopefully just be an encouragement mm-hmm. and a blessing to so many others. So mm-hmm. we love you. Love you. And uh, always stand with you and just love that we just get to be in the same room to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. 
Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks. Love you both. Love you. Bye. For resources and to find out more about Worship is Life, head to worshipislife.org. My name is Ben Freitag. And my name is Kelsey Freitag. And you're you're listening listening to to the Worship Worship is Life Life podcast. podcast.